Hi, this is Shauna, the CEO and founder of Fuel Talent. In January 2019, we launched the What Fuels You podcast, and since that time, I have had the honor of featuring and highlighting leaders and their incredible stories. Though I'm eager to continue sharing these stories with you, I want to make space for different and relevant content for this unique and challenging time. While we all navigate the COVID-19 pandemic together, on this podcast and the upcoming ones, I'll be having more focused conversations with leaders to help answer questions, get key insights, and share stories of inspiration around how they and their teams are adapting during this new reality. I hope you enjoy these episodes of the What Fuels You podcast. Today on the What Fuels You podcast, I'm here with Heather Redman and Jill Singh. Heather, co-founder and managing partner of Flying Fish Partners, and Jill, former marketing executive and current community volunteer and leader, are among a group of local leaders spearheading an initiative to help Puget Sound during the COVID-19 pandemic called All In Seattle. As of their launch two weeks ago, they have raised over $30 million to contribute directly to proven nonprofits in our community, and they are continuing to support those in need. Welcome, Heather and Jill. Thank you so much for making this happen. I'm beyond grateful. So happy Thanks, to see Shana. you guys. Thank yeah. you, Shauna. Yeah, this whole Zoom thing's fun, right? We get to see each other. We can do like Zoom cribs. I've been to your house, Heather. I got to come to your house, Jill. Check it out. I like the drapes. And of course, Heather, we got the cougar. It's good. I need, um, I need to fill this in in the background, right? Yeah, well. Got to make a, it happen. It's a home decorating opportunity, right? <laughs> it is a home decorating opportunity. So, um, so Jill, I am super curious um, how this whole thing came to be. I know that you and your husband Raj um, decided to take action, and I'm curious um, to know just the whole story behind All in Seattle. I was really blown away. I mentioned in, um, you know, we talked about 27 million dollars in 72 hours. Right. I, I can only imagine what that uh, right. meant to you. Well. It started with conversations just as we were watching friends and family members either lose their restaurant jobs or have their restaurants closed down. We thought about our favorite local restaurant that we go to all the time, and we just had this sense of um, shock and questioning what can we do to help these people? Um, this is, you know, so unprecedented in so many ways. And that conversation started kind of filtering out with friends. So we reached out to our friends, TJ and Susie McGill and Kabir and Noreen Shahani. Everyone had the same feeling of a little bit of helplessness, but also inspiration to say, there has to be something we can do. Right. Um, I think TJ and Susie, I believe, were the first people who reached out to Heather to say, we can't create something on our own. It's too slow. We don't have time. We need to help people now. What's the best way to do that? And then Heather joined our little cadre of um, people who wanted to help and really was instrumental in identifying where we could get the information on how to help people the fastest. Yeah. Well, that's no surprise. I can tell you that if I had been in your same shoes, Heather would be one of my first calls also. Uniquely um, situated as a woman and a force kind of in the middle of our community, the intersection of um, tech, leadership, 
civic involvement, kind of government. And it seems like also, Heather, you're just that person who knows how to inspire and how to put people together. So what, walk us back to kind of what that call was like for you and um, what were you thinking at that time as far as what you wanted to do to try to help? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I, I think the call that I first got was from Raj, although um, I know Jill and Raj and uh, Susie and TJ uh, and just have tremendous respect for what they have all done in the community in the past. So it, um, it was, I think it was on a weekend and uh, I, I got the call and there was a clear desire and it did come out of that uh, sort of gut uh, relationship that a lot of people had with restaurant workers and the realization that it was hitting them first. I mean, the rest of us mm -hmm. definitely knew it was coming for us as well, but the immediate sort of, you know, visceral impact of not only people being laid off, but whole businesses being shuttered, I think hit everyone. And, um, and Raj was talking about, you know, is there something specifically that we can do for this first cohort of really hard hit people and then how do we also open it up so that we're not reinventing any wheel? We're, you know, very directly and quickly getting capital to where it's needed, um, mm -hmm. but but not sort of trying to say, hey, we know it better, or or we've got the solution, or we should start our own thing. But instead, you know, how do we get that connectivity with the rest of the community? Um, which I think is why the reach out to me. I mean. We're all involved in, in lots of things together, uh, but I think you know the thought was Heather will probably know sort of the people who are working on this on the sort of the organizational um, side as well as the government side, and that way we can mm -hmm. maybe be more effective faster by harnessing some of those relationships. Yeah. Um, and and then I thought it was really fun how um, you know uh, uh, Raj and, and Jill and, and TJ and Susie were able to just build this great group of people who are good at raising money <laughs> and, and it became and a highly competitive group too right so it really <laughs> became like this this huge crusade where you know i was kind of like oh man everyone's doing all this work and i was super busy on my day job and then i was like okay i'm starting tonight and i'm gonna like get this thing done and and then it became just very very gratifying to see how eager everyone was to help and not in sure. a way that they wanted to be on the front page or anything else but just wanted to get in there and um, and contribute what they could uh, as quickly as possible. Yeah, my wheels are spinning and I'm trying not to interrupt because I have so many, I'm so excited by what you're doing and I have so many questions, but I was thinking, um, obviously I'm just curious how you chose the causes because you started talking about restaurant workers and so I'm curious from both of you how you chose the causes and ultimately you know which organizations to support. And then I was also just thinking as far as people wanting to get involved, um, I love that you did various organizations because I feel the same way. I'm like, I want to do something, but I don't have time to research and I don't know where the money goes and how it's dealt with. So the fact that it's been vetted and I can just go all in Seattle and this is where I'm going to take things, which we will be doing for fuel. We're going to be donating a percentage of our, of our revenues over the next, until the end of the year. And I was like, great, they've already done the heavy lifting. Um, but how did you choose? Because I love the organizations that you're supporting. Well, that's amazing that you guys are going to join um, forces. We really appreciate that. And, and I think that's the, the spirit of the whole thing was to get people to act as quickly as possible. Um, Heather brought us to a group called Challenge Seattle that has done a lot of thinking and working on this too. We also connected with the Seattle Foundation 
to see what they were doing. Um, we have people who are really involved in United Way and each of those groups was at the, you know, all in parallel organizing around different causes and coming up with the, the five areas where we could, um, we felt like were the most critical and then figure out which organizations were there within those areas to um, direct people towards. It actually didn't really feel that hard. It became really apparent pretty quickly, I think, that it was food and it was housing because how is anyone going to pay their rent after this mm -hmm. and are people going to be evicted and then small businesses well that's that was our immediate path towards these restaurants and many many other small businesses as it turns out um, how can they get help in this and what i think has been really um i don't know just exciting about the whole thing is that it's all changing day by day as people are figuring out and putting new tools in place. Yeah. And we've got a simple enough structure that we can change along with it. Yeah. Tell me about some of the technology and some of the people that have been able to support, um, support the cause. And also you talked about, um, well, the newest news, Jill, I'd love to hear from you. Um, some of the other organizations that are getting involved. Yeah. Um, so we originally, we knew food would be a problem, right? And there were, we have three or four organizations on the site from the beginning who were helping with that food security and getting things like grocery store cards, you know, cash cards into people's hands so that they could go and buy groceries or getting food to the food banks because they had to completely change their distribution systems and their volunteer systems um, to comply with the social distancing and get the food out to the people that needed it. Um, and today, Governor Inslee announced something called the Washington Food Fund. And basically, it's fascinating to me because the speed with which everyone acted, they did a public-private partnership that coordinates the response statewide for food insecurity. So it's the three main food banks east of the mountains and then here in Western Washington, they were all kind of working separately and now they're all working together and they're gonna find the holes, find where people aren't getting relief and then get food to those places quickly. It's such a smart idea and I'm so excited. So we're today changing the website to reflect that. Yeah, and then yesterday, Harry, I mean, uh, Harry, um, Sherry and Howard Schultz um, also got involved. Tell us a little bit about that involvement. Yeah, Heather, do you wanna cover that one? Sure, sure. Uh, you probably know more about it than I do. I, I wanted to give uh, Jill a little bit of uh, kudos here because the the vetting process. I mean, we got a lot of input, and we got input from from donors as well as from government and from some of the organizations that that Jill cited. But Jill went through and basically, you know, rewrote everybody's marketing materials so that we had some uniformity to make it easy for people like you, Shauna, because. You know, a lot of this is it's just too overwhelming to try to sort through mm -hmm. all the info, but trying to give all of the organizations that we had been recommended um, a uniform kind of look and feel from a from a um, information standpoint on the site, and then um, the ability to to you know, sort of like test out who were they and what were they doing. Um, Jill did all of that, and we continue to get you know sort of recommendations from new folks every day. 
um, um, the, the Schultzes got involved pretty early on and, and were working with us from, you know, pretty much from day one. And it's interesting that when they started thinking about what they wanted to uh, do, they were looking for gaps and they really identified uh, that there was still this critical need specifically for restaurant workers and particularly for undocumented restaurant workers. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and so that's what the, the plated uh, um, uh, the plate uh, initiative is about, um, and we're certainly supporting that on the site and, and the, the team at Accolade uh, who has done the site and continues to maintain the site is just, uh, again, heroic. I mean, a lot of people looked at the yeah, site. Yeah, the, site, and, and the site is like, I mean, I went on there. Yeah, um, I went great. on there, actually, I didn't even know about All in Seattle. Um, I had said to my team about three weeks ago, I'd really like to support some sort of organization. And um, there's this woman on my team who's just awesome. She's always volunteering to do stuff that's kind of outside of her job description. And she's like, oh, I'll take that on. And like 10 minutes later, <laughs> she's like, oh, check this out, All in Seattle. And I'm like, oh, oh, this person's involved and that person's, and you guys were like spearheading it. And um, so she's the one who brought it to my attention. Uh, okay. And then I go on and as I'm doing, seeing articles and, um, you know, saw you guys on TV. There's been an incredible professionalism about it. I went on the website this right. morning to just prep for today, and I'm like, this thing. I mean, it's pretty magnificent. What are you planning as far as going forward um, with All in Seattle? What's the plan? Um, you know, there's some partnership opportunities in the works right now. As Heather and I have said, it's a team of volunteers. Um, I think there, there's a lot of people balancing their day jobs with trying to maintain the um, the current status of the site, as well mm -hmm. as there's a ton of very worthy organizations who we were not able to feature on the site. And one of the things that the whole group started from is it's not a comprehensive list. We've selected these organizations because we knew they're working now, but there are other people doing great work out there. And if there's something that you don't find on the site that you're passionate about and you know that they're hurting right now, then please donate to them. I mean, All In is not just these select organizations. It's anywhere, any nonprofit you know is helping people right now, support that and you are definitely part of All In. Yeah, um, I, pre I appreciate that. That totally makes sense. But for those um, listening or watching, I'm not used to being on the on the <laughs> video, um, obviously you can go on the website, but I just want to list the kind of categories. And I know that you talked about them, but it's food security, communities and workers, small businesses, housing assistance, family and children, all like so relevant. And I love that it's it's really for stuff that's like here and now how can we help like this minute? And we're all seeing it every single day. Um, but I am curious, Heather, given that you've got your finger on the pulse of technology and the business community, and you're right there in it, um, you know, what do you think as far as, you know, you guys have accomplished a lot in a very short period of time, but what do you think the needs of our city are going to be in the coming months as far as the economy? We were kind of the first hit and, you know, what do you foresee our needs um, you know, September, October. Yeah, I think this is, I've, I've uh, just, I guess maybe Saturday started thinking about this pretty deeply and I haven't had a chance to talk to Jill and Raj about it yet, but I, but I definitely plan to. Um, I feel like we are, we are, we're doing a decent job of handling the medical crisis and we are doing 
a job, at least we're working on it, I won't say decent yet, but we're doing a job of filling the gap with, with government resources and philanthropic resources to kind of cover those immediate needs that you listed. But if there were a overarching need that probably a lot of people in Seattle are thinking about right now, they'd be saying, okay, I want a food voucher or I want some emergency childcare or I need help with my rent. But what I really want is a job. Um, and getting the economy working again and getting it working as quickly as possible and with as, as little um, missteps as possible from a medical standpoint, um, that is really going to be the job that we all have to take on going forward here. And it's going to take a lot of creativity, I think a lot of technology, a lot of thinking outside the box in terms of what are we willing to uh, ask people to do to to um, uh, to to avoid having a second wave or a third wave of the virus, uh, but we've got to all turn our attention to that as business leaders, and that means everything from startups to you know big companies and from tech to to restaurant workers. It's it's across the board, um, but I feel like. Uh, that's an even greater test in many ways because it requires really intense uh, information sharing and communication and load bearing by government, uh, NGOs, and the business community. And we don't always work well together. And so we need to you know, really pick up our game in that regard and, and figure out how we can unite to get folks back to work. Uh, because without a job, it's very, very hard for a lot of people to maintain their sanity, much less um, feed their children and uh, maintain their, you know, maintain their apartment or their mortgage or whatever it is. So that that job um, restoration and then job creation is is really really essential. Absolutely, completely agree with that. Um, well, I can tell you, um, you know, our business is obviously in the job finding world, um, and we have been impacted, but there are definitely jobs that are still out there. Um, and I talked to Madrona and um, they've gotten involved and we also sponsored a website um, called Silver Lining yes. that has been started out of the tech community of kind of people who have been laid off and those who are hiring. And then I'm also doing my part within Fuel Talent to try to find people jobs and kind of all of us joining forces together. Um, we can do whatever we can. We're trying to do um, some complimentary uh, resume help work. And I think everybody that's got a gift of any sort that they can give back to people right now, um, it's just that kind of hands-on help is what I think people need to try to um, find some sort of happy ending here. Um, yeah. But I, I cannot tell you guys how inspired I am by what you're doing and anything that I can do to help. I'm always here. For well, thank you. you. You've completely. done a great, a great thing yeah. by having us on the show. Really appreciate it. Well, yeah. Hopefully, people, um, hopefully people listen to it and see it. And by the next time, maybe we get some art. And <laughs> I love the backgrounds, and I love both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, Seriously. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thanks so much. Yep. Talk to you soon. Good to see you, Sean. Stay Good safe. To see you, Jill. Good to see you too. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the What Fuels You podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, and follow us on social media to keep up with the latest news and episodes. You can also contact us at podcast at fueltalent.com to provide feedback, ask questions, and share topics or guests you would like us to cover in the future. We hope you feel inspired by our guests and that we have helped fuel your day. Join us next time for another episode of What Fuels You.